Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Ooh, thank you, Father. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hey. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny because we have a group that... Um, is on Instagram. I was making sure my camera wasn't tilted. It was looking a little strange. And then we have a whole different family that's on Facebook and YouTube. And so it is really awesome uh, to see. Um, I want to welcome you to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. And I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Well, do the Lord a favor. Don't do me a favor. Do the Lord a favor. Go share the video. Go take the video and uh, bless somebody with it. If you want to find a way to bless somebody today, this is a perfect way to bless somebody today. You can um, put it in your timeline. You can put it up in your story. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, you can invite other people in. You can tag people and say, hey, come in here. Come join us. Um, you can do all those things to make it available and Probably the way God blessed me um, most was when um, he started just sharing with me how important it was for me to share the gospel, right? And so that's what I've been working on, making sure that I get the gospel throughout the world, making sure I'm sharing the gospel with others. Come on now. So do me a favor, go share the gospel with others. And we're going to get started in just a second. I've got my coffee. We're going to have some conversations um, about this journey that God has us on this season. And then if you're new to the devotional, drop us um, a comment so that we can welcome you. We would love to welcome you this morning. Um, I see Jackie is here. I see Keijer is here. I see Nia is here. Good morning, Lavinda. Good morning, Aretha. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Courtney. Um, so also something that we do consistently on this devotional is we always start our day with gratitude. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to put in the comments something that you're grateful for this morning. And I'm going to take a sip of my coffee while y'all Fill our timelines with gratitude. You can even do that when you share the devotional. I'm grateful for life. Woo! Woo! And y'all, I've been stuck on this thing on new beginnings because I feel, I just feel God. I just feel him doing new things in this season. He is not a God that should lie. He is not a God um, that's void or going to be devoid on his promises. That's not the kind of God we serve. And so Lamentations 3, 22, 23 just keeps ministering to me that every morning, <laughs> come on, with my sanctified self, every morning, we got a fresh start. Every morning, we got a brand new beginning. Every morning, 
Like we get this every morning. Woo! And we don't just have this in the morning time because I don't want you to think if you do something dumb or messed up throughout the day that you can't tap into that morning again. Come on now. Oh my gosh, every morning. Come on now. Every morning, every day throughout the day because he's a forgiving God, because he's such a loving God, because he's such an intentional God, because he's such a merciful God, Woo! because um, he looks at us far more differently than we can look at ourselves or that we look at ourselves or that others look at us. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. He's that kind of God, right? And so I want to tap into that grace today. Woo! One of my sons, my oldest son, when he was doing Christian hip hop, he wrote a song um, and it was really deep. And one of the things that he said was, uh, you got to find the grace. Ooh, you got to find the grace. You got to know what grace is. Yeah, Keisha, that's deep. That nothing can separate you from the love of God. Right. You got to know that in him, you're more than a conqueror. And how do we seize these things? We seize these things by faith. So. Drop us what you're grateful for. And then we're going to pray and we're going to get started. Um, we got some new time. We've been doing this thing within 30 minutes. Um, God has been coming in, giving us a build. So can I tell you something if you're new um, to developing your relationship with Christ? Because we are a community growing in grace through Jesus Christ. And you may be new to this. Like you may be, have been in church all your life, but nobody really ever taught you what it was like to have a devotional relationship with God. Can I just give you a few things to, to help you? One, you got to take your time. You got to take your time. Like it is dangerous to compare yourself to anyone else. You do not need to compare yourself to anybody else. Um, this is a journey. It is not a destination, right? Um, God is completing you. That's Philippians 1 and 6, one of my favorite scriptures, one of my foundation scriptures for myself. So I don't care what you see someone else doing or how you think someone else is living or how saved or sanctified it seems like someone else is doing. Baby, you need to take your time. <laughs> you need to take your time because Hebrews 4 and 12, come on, Holy Spirit, tells us that the word of God is like sharper. It's active. It's quicker than any two-edged sword. So the word of God is alive. Woo! Somebody put that in the comments today. The word of God is alive. Like the word of God is alive. And so our flesh is dead, right? I'm just going to give you some little bit. Like our flesh is dead, right? And since our flesh is dead and the word of God is alive, like every time we read or study something in the word, that alive little, it's like a little, I call it like a little sparkly thing. That alive thing, right, is trying to counteract against the dead thing that has been normal to us. Ooh! Oh, my God. It is trying to counteract against the dead thing, like that thing that's been dead in us, the thing that looks like the world, the thing that smells like the world, because we are supposed to be in this world, Right but not of this world. And so if you are new to really building your relationship with God, and even if you've been in the game for a second, right? I'm just going to admonish you today to take your time. Like take your time with God. You don't have to chunk off all this big scripture and say you read all this passage. 
no, take your time with God. I was talking to a young lady who had come to Bible study and she was like, I need to ask you, what were you like at my age? And I think she was about 24 or 25. And she was like, I still, you know, these are the things that I still like to do. And I was like, baby, so was I, right? So was I. But I told her, I said, but can I tell you something that happened between 24 and 27? Um, in 24, I was in a really different mindset. I was kicking it. I was clubbing it. I was selfish. I was self-centered. Um, I was going to church faithfully, but I didn't really, really have an, an, the intense love that I have for God. I didn't have the fear of the Lord like I have now. But can I tell you between 24 and 27, um, leaning more into God, understanding my righteousness, understanding that it had nothing to do with my works and my church attendance and all these other things begin to transform something in me. Romans 12, um, one, um, present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. I'm trying not to get teary-eyed because that's so personal for me, right? Like present your body to God as a living sacrifice. And so the more that I presented my body to God, the more that I was before God, the more that I was in his presence, and then the more that I began to meditate his word, right? Um, the more the spirit became alive in me and just began to show me the things in my life that just were of this world and not of how God intended Lakeisha to be. But it took time. So I want you to, if you're new to this, I want you to take your time. I want you to stay in your own lane. I want you to mind your own business. Um, I don't want you to get caught up in the danger of comparison because that is how the enemy will trap you up looking at somebody else's walk, looking at somebody else's journey. And you don't even know all the stuff that they'd have been through. You don't even know all the, the things that uh, they've experienced. And you don't know, can I just be real? If what they're presenting to you is really their truth. Woo, woo. I'm sorry. You don't know. Just because somebody say it don't mean they believe it. Woo, woo. Just just because someone says it. Come on, y'all. Just because someone say it, y'all, don't mean they believe it. Just because just, just somebody says it, Miss Artie, doesn't believe, mean they believe it, right? Just, just because somebody says it doesn't mean that they're living in revelation and living in faith. And sometimes we get so confused because people be quoting scripture and seeming all deep and like they've been in church all my life. And just because they said it don't mean it. And so take your time. If you're new to this, take your time. If you um, are just getting insight that, you know what? I really never, ever, ever properly learned how to have a relationship with God. I just been kind of going to church and doing my thing. Then guess what? You get to take your time. Like you get to take your time. You get to take your time in this, right? Um, you're moving at the speed of God and not the speed of people. Woo! Come on, y'all. Moving at the speed of God and not the speed of people. Oh my God. If somebody would have told me that, when I was young in my faith, when I was a young Christian, a young walk, like do not move at the speed of God. I mean, do not move at the speed of people. You need to move at the speed of God. Woo! Glory to God. So I want to take your, I want you to take your time. I want you to get a notebook. I want you to get something you can write in, or if you have a phone or a tablet, I just want you to get something you can connect to and then just kind of start your journey. I feel like that's so important to say this morning because we assume people know what it's like to be in a devotional relationship with God. And if it's never been experienced or it's never been taught, um, and all you see is all people do is go to church all day life, you may not even really understand what it's like, right? And the whole point of this devotional is to bring uh, 
a very personal relationship with God um, into a very impersonal world. Because I think we've gotten so familiar with God that we are losing um, what he desires for us um, to be personal. So let me pray so we can get started. Father God, I thank you for your word today. Woo! I thank you for your daily reminders. I thank you, Lord God, that we will not be conformed to this world. I thank you, Father God, for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us more revelation, knowledge. Woo! My God, remove from us this stony heart and give us a heart of flesh. The places where we've been void, the places where we've been empty, um, the places where um, we've been running from you. You know, those places in our life that we've yet allowed you to touch. Because it feels more good to hold on to it than it feels good to let it go. Oh, my God. Let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in all of us. Lord God, your word says to pray for our leaders. So, Father God, we want to lift up our leaders before you, the leaders of this nation, President Biden. Um, uh, Vice President Harris, um, the Senate, the House of Representatives. Come on, y'all. Um, our governor, Asa Hutchinson, our mayor, my mayor, Frank Scott, Lord God, um, my community leaders, pastors throughout my community, Lord God, pastors throughout this nation and this world, Lord God. I just want to lift them up before you tonight in the name of Jesus. And I want to declare over their lives, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And I thank you for a godly government, a pragmatic government, Lord God, a government that honors you, Lord God. Oh my God. I thank you, Father God, for refreshing us and restoring us. I thank you, Lord God, for uh, your word says that if we draw near to you, you will draw to us. So Lord God, we're drawing near. We're coming closer, Lord God. We don't want the same relationship that we had yesterday. We want a fresh, a brand new relationship with you. Father God, we thank you for Jesus because without him, this would be impossible. Woo! Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his blood. Thank you for his commitment to the cross. Thank you for your commitment to us. And Lord God, thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. For Jesus said to us in John 14 and 26, I got to go. But I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm going to send you a comforter, a strengthener, a teacher, an advocate. Oh, my God. One that's going to remind you of absolutely everything that I have said. So Holy Spirit, empower us, liberate us, free us, instruct us, comfort us, bring us into new places, give us fresh revelation. Give us new strength. Oh, Lord God. And I want to be like Moses this morning. Father, show us your glory. Show us your glory. We want to live in your glory. We want to talk in your glory. We want to pray in your glory. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name. Woo! Amen. Woo! 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 The Holy Spirit always be starting something, right? The Holy Spirit always is starting something. He's always bringing us into a place of the more of God. And if I, I promise you, um, if we sit right there, he will experience us. We will experience him in new ways. I haven't even sipped my coffee this morning. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to put it on my back shelf because I'm a little too excited and I don't want to knock anything down. Um, 
So I wanna, we, we started something this week. We started season six of Coffee and Conversation and the Lord is really dealing with us. And he gave us three things we're going to tap into in this next season. One, understanding who we are. Say that I got to understand who I am. Woo, come on, come on. I got to understand who I am. I got to understand who I am, right? I got to really know who I am. Y'all start sharing this devotional. Make sure you're sharing the devotional. Don't sit on this, in on this by yourself. I got to know who I am. Can you put that in the comments? Can you put this in its notes? Like, I got to know, like, I got to know who I am. So one, we're going to understand who we are in this season. And then two, we're going to understand who we are in relationship to Christ Jesus, right? And then we're going to understand how our works and our gifts um, connect to the kingdom of God. Woo! So I'm going to understand who we are. We're going to understand who we are in relationship to Christ Jesus. And we're going to understand how our gifts are connected to the kingdom. You've got to get a better understanding of who you are and how God designed you and what God said and what God is doing um, and how real and how live and how active we are. So we started the other day with a scripture out of Romans 8, 27 and 31. And that's going to be our foundation for this season. I haven't even picked that apart yet. Right. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit woo, because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. Woo. Can you put that when I read the word of God? I get so excited. Can you put that in your notes today? Put that in your comments. All things. And we know that God works for the good of those who love them. God is working for my good. If anybody tells you anything else about God, they are lying on my father. They have lied about my daddy. And he is credible. He is so credible. And guess what? In his credibility, he is working for your good. Like God is not working against you. Come on now. Come on, y'all. God is not working against you. God is not against you. And I know you probably have experienced some trouble and some pain and some loss and some other things where it looks like God is not working against you, working against you. But that is not the nature and the character of God. Glory to God. We serve a God that is working for your good. My God, my God, God is working for my good. You ought to proclaim that today. God, is, I, I may not see it, Lakeisha. I may not get it. I may not understand it. Uh, my job uh, may not reflect it. My job status, my, my marital status may not reflect that right now. Um, how my children acting may not reflect that right now. My finances may not reflect that right now. My health may not reflect that right now. But I promise you, you serve a God who is working for your good. Woo! Come on now. He is working for your good. So he says, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose for the God, for those God foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be first born among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined. He also called and those he called, he also justified and those he justified. He also glorified. That's the God. And then, you know, I love that 31st. If God is for us, come on, y'all, who can be against us? And so this week we got the scripture as well. Ephesians 1 and 18. I want y'all to track over there with me real quick. Um, And this is Paul. Come on now, say Paul. We grateful. We so grateful for Paul. And can I tell you what was going on? Um, Ephesians teaches us salvation. Um, Ephesians teaches us reconciliation. 
Um, Ephesians teaches us the nature of God's family. Um, Ephesians gives us more glimpses into our Christian identity, right? And then the other point Paul is doing in Ephesians is to encourage us. And I don't know about you. Um, encouragement is like my love language to others, but I don't know about you. It feels so good to encourage. So encourage. So he's also encouraging us. Paul is encouraging us. So we go over to Ephesians 1, 18 and we see Paul praying. This is a heartfelt prayer. Right. And can I be can I be honest with you? This is a rabbi, a rabbinical a rabbi type prayer. This is something the Jewish rabbis used, right? When we see open the eyes of your heart or open the eyes of your understanding, this was something um, that the Jewish rabbis often prayed. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened. Let it be flooded with light. Well, let it be flooded with light. Let it be flooded. This is what he's saying. Paul said, let it be flooded with light. So so can I can I just track that for just a second? Like, let it be flooded with like, let's think about that for just a second, because if I'm overwhelmed with my situation, woo, come on, come on, somebody. If I'm overwhelmed with my sickness, woo, if I'm overwhelmed with my finances, if I'm overwhelmed with my marriage. Um, if I have certain habits that don't line up with kingdom, if I don't know what God says about a certain circumstance or a situation, um, if I don't really know what it's like to live in faith, right, then my eyes may not be open. Woo! Come on. Then my eyes may not be open. Woo! Come on. So Paul is sitting here praying, saying, I need your eyes to be open so they can be flooded with light. Woo, come on, Holy Spirit. I need your eyes to be open so that they can be flooded with light. I need your eyes to be open so that the Holy Spirit can come in and teach you, so that the Holy Spirit can come in and comfort you, so that the Holy Spirit can come in and be your advocate. I need your eyes open so that you can experience more power of God. Oh my God. I did. Can I tell you something? If you don't have revelation of what God's power really looks like in your life, then you won't even really know to tap into it or to expect it. Come on, Holy Spirit, shut this thing down. Oh my God. So it says, so it says that you will know that you will know and cherish the hope, right? This is the confidence. This is the expectation. This is what it looks like to live in faith, right? And if I'm a little baby in the word and we start out as babies in the word on milk, I may not gain all the understanding, but what God is saying, it's going to take your faith ooh, in me to experience the power. Ooh, it's going to take your faith in me to experience the love. It's going to take your faith in me to experience the change. It's going to take your faith in me, right? And guess what? This is your inheritance. Ooh, come on. This is Paul reminding me. This is your inheritance. This is not something, this is, when you make the decision, you know what, I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I feel that pool. I know that I'm exposed. This is your inheritance. You don't have a dead, dry, religious God that is not void of power. You got a loving, um, active, living God that's full of hope. Oh my God. That Philippians 4.19 reminds us that he longs to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's the kind of God you have and that's the kind of God you serve. So 
we started praying. We said, Lord, open our eyes. That's what we started praying this week. Lord, open our eyes. You might want to put that in your notes. You might want to highlight it. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, 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 I need you to open my eyes because I might have habits. We learned the other day I might have habits um, that are keeping my eyes closed, right? And then I want to give you another component and piece to this today. I might have habits that are keeping my eyes closed. And then I may be invested in things that are important to me, but not important to God. I want to show y'all something this morning. And if you're not on Instagram live, you're not going to get to see the graphic um, that goes with this. But if you're on Facebook and YouTube, you'll get to see graphic. I want to show you what God showed me this morning, right? This is how he showed me um, how our eyes, um, our eyes are deceived, right? And I want you to take this representation of this house to represent us, right? To represent us. So I'm putting it up on, nope, not there. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I want you to take this house to represent us. I want you to see what God is saying um, to us this morning about our houses, because we focus so much externally on um, our external experience, appearance. We look at um, externally. We work on fixing ourselves up externally. We will work more on the external than when we are on the external. So this is what God showed me. Okay. I need to, uh, I'm going to show you this this morning because it was big for me when I saw it. And when he showed it to me in the spirit, I'm like, Lord, this is deep right here, right? So um, this is more deep than I'm probably understanding how deep this is. So I put a picture of a house, right? Um, beautiful house, beautiful yard, looks well tended to, um, looks like it's in a good position and a good shape, right? But this is what it's like when our eyes are not open. Woo, Holy Spirit, you something else, right? When our eyes are not open, our houses... Our spiritual houses, our spiritual insides are full of clutter. Woo! My God, they are full of clutter, right? They are full of clutter. And I'm getting ready to give you the scripture that he gave me for us to nurture on, um, two scriptures for us to nurture on, for us to chew on so that we can get void of the clutter, right? So that we can look at our lives from a place where the external part of the house might look good. Woo! Come on now. What we on Facebook and it's on YouTube, the external part of the house might look good, might look good. The yard might look good. The degrees might look good. The work, the job might look good. The salary might look, look good. The marriage might look good. But when you tap into the inside, there's a holy mess. <laughs> there's a holy, like when you tap into an inside there's a holy mess, right? And I love God because God is so intentional to come to us and say, guess what? Bring me your mess. Oh my God. He's not a God that doesn't ask for us to bring him his mess. Like in fact, in fact, he wants you to, he wants you to bring, uh, we want, he wants you to, he wants you to bring the mess to him, right? And so looking great on the outside, but in the inside full of color, clutter, right? So when we're asking God, God, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. In turn, what we're asking God for is another level of wisdom. But, can, but we cannot be afraid when God shows us our mess, when he shows us our clutter, we cannot be afraid. So let's skip over to James 
Uh, one in six, we're going to go to one in six and eight. It says, but he who asks for wisdom in faith without doubting, right? For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person not, not to think or expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Eighth verse is the, is the, is the strong point. Being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways and everything he thinks. So we cannot be double-minded in our salvation. We cannot be double-minded in our faith. We cannot be double-minded um, in, in the, 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 the ways of God. We've got to surrender. Come on, y'all. We've got to consent. We've got to bring God the mess. We've got to allow him to show us what the mess is. We've got to gain the wisdom from him of how to clean up this mess. Woo! I want to give you one other thing that God showed me about this mess is uh, 2 Timothy and starting with the third verse, third chapter, starting with the ver first verse. It says, but understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times will come, right? For people will be lovers of themselves, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, profane, unloving, irrevocable, gossipers, devoid of self-control, brutal, haters of goods, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers, pleasures, then lovers of God, right? Holding on to a form of outward godliness, although they have denied the power. Because when I'm walking in the power, I'm not going to be living in the cluttered mess. I got to pause. Oh my gosh, we're out of time. We got to finish this because I got to talk to you about what it looks like when we're living in clutter and why we may be holding on to clutter and why we may value things that God doesn't value, right? When we hold on to clutter, when I showed you the house, when we hold on to clutter, come on, y'all. Um, it's because there are things that we deem are important that God doesn't necessarily see as important. Come on now. Oh my God. Come on now. Oh my God. Oh my God. We are out of time. Let me pray. Father God, <laughs> Woo! I thank you for your word this morning. Oh, this is good. I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Father God, um, for who you are in our lives. I thank you for revealing to us the clutter that may be available in our lives, the things that we are holding on to as being important that are not really important. Woo! The things that may keep us from experiencing your power, the things that may keep us from experiencing the more of you, Father God, because we are um, focused on the wrong things. Lord God, bring us into a remembrance of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Ain't this something today? Come on, y'all. Ain't this something today? Lord, I just thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. And I thank you for what you're doing. So let's make our confession for today. Uh, one of the things that I love to do is confess the word of God over my life. So we're going we're gonna to confess this over our life today. Father God, right? Um, I pray over every meeting, over every conversation, and every activity that I engage in today. I pray that all my steps are ordered by you, that my heart and my mind always respond in obedience to your directions. I pray that all, all that I choose the way of righteousness when faith with paths of judgment, that I will always fulfill your priorities and never allow my flesh 
to dictate my actions or attitude. This day, I do all things to the glory of God, and I'm fruitful in every good work in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me offer you an opportunity. It's the best decision I ever made. Perhaps you're watching this devotional and you don't even know where to start. Perhaps it's something tapped on you and brought you here and said, go pay attention to the lady with the black hair in the little pink room. And you're trying to figure out why you're here. And you're really led here because the Lord wants you to make a decision today. And that decision is Jesus. Jesus changed my life. I've had so many other things happen in my life, but it's Jesus who transformed and changed my life. So if that's you and you feel that prick and you feel that pull and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or maybe you accepted him and you just need to renew your faith, your statement of faith to him. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. Woo! I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email info. Come on now at justbeinglmj.com. And we would love to send you some materials and to continue to um, disciple you. Right. I want to continue to disciple you. I want to share the faith with you. Now, let me bless you out of my mouth. I want to bless you out of my mouth today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. <laughs> may favor go before you and be your rear guard, and may he bless the work of your hands. Now, if the Lord places it on your heart, right? Pause. Lord, do you want me to partner with LMJ Ministries? Um, or just you here, and um, you know the ministry, you know it takes work, right? Um, go to lmjministries.org and give there. You can give there, you can do your tithes, you can do your offerings. You can see all the ways um, we give and we sow and we um, invest in our communities around us. Ladies, do not forget about Saturday prayer call and then Feed the Streets is July 23rd. I love you. I love you so much, but more than anything, guess what? God loves you. So I need you to do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Someone will not know that God is real unless they encounter you. So go be loved today. And we'll be back in the morning. Y'all, I, I don't know about this. Look, the Lord has me on this little time span. Uh, whoa, it's tight, but it's rich. So we'll be back here tomorrow learning about this clutter and this mess um, so that we can uh, walk into the fullness of who God calls us to be. I love you so much. God loves you so much more. See y'all in the morning. Love, peace, and blessing. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.